This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? I mean, we should say something about the live show because this is our first episode since the live. It was amazing. The live show was incredible. I had such a, it was such a great time. It was so great to be back. Amazing. Um, For me, I mean, I know you're on stage like every Every night, basically. But for me, it's been a, a couple of years and it was just a really fun, really exciting show. And the energy was like very good. It was very good. You were fantastic. So funny. We had it was it was just such like it was a show. It felt like we were Wendy Williams, you know, yes. like it felt very like talk show. We, you know, everything just was fun and exciting and it got you know, sentimental and funny and laughs, tears, the whole thing. Totally. And very well executed. Thank you to the Betches team for, you know, all the, just, you know, you didn't even think about it. Just all. Oh, the Betches crew crushed it. And uh, we want to thank, and and the audience crushed it. Thank you everyone who came out and we're a part of the show. We want to thank, we want, we're going to be doing more in the future. Yes. And the highlight for me, we're doing more shows in 2022. So look out to see if we're coming to a city by you. Those will, will let you know about those. Very soon. The highlight for me, though, of the show was the Dumois post <laughs> after, um, which was can you a explain, picture of Tyler Cameron. <laughs> can you explain Dumois? I, oh, I, I feel yeah. ridiculous even saying Dumois. The name is absurd. It's yeah. absurd. But um, can you? I, I only knew it from, you know, uh, I've dated women who are, it's a yeah. very female it's pop very, culture account. It's basically like people write in, um, tips or like it's kind of like a page six blind item but it's Mm. a whole instagram account about that and some of it is like you know i was i met britney spears six years ago and she said this that was like you know and and like some of it is like here's a spotting of this person and you know trying to it's kind of like celebrity like blind gossip that's not like completely substantiated um and it's it was i used to follow it in the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. because it was like very fun and then it gets a little like it gets a little, to me, it's like a little much. Is it a little gotcha? It's a little too, right. It's a little too, like, leave these people alone. Like, these are like... Well, the weirdest part about can, it is people go... You can also go, write in anything you want. You can write in anything you yeah. want, and then they go, keep the... The, the funniest part is they're like, please keep my name anonymous. Right. I saw this person out at this bar making out. And you're like, oh, like, who do you think you are? But then I guess the... These people want to be celebrities, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, she says on the thing that it's not, you know, everyone knows, like, you have to take everything that you see on there with a grain of salt, but, mm. like, it's a little toxic to me. But it's, I used to follow. It was fun for, like, a minute. It, I, I understand why people follow it. I understand why it would be, like, mm, doesn't taste right. Right. So one of the items that was in last week's Dumois. Yes. <laughs> is someone saw Tyler Cameron, who was our guest at the show. Yes. And they take a picture of him, and it's him, like, looking down towards someone. (laughs) So it does look like he's looking at a woman. 
and someone goes, so spotted Tyler Cameron at this bar, and then they go, is he with a girl? And then the like, next, who's he looking down at? A girl? Yeah, yeah a girl. Like, and then it's like, no, Jared Freed. <laughs> but you made it. I made it. You made it into I, there. I am in Dumois. And I, she didn't even have to like say who you were. Like it was, you know, no, everyone I was, knows. I was like, I got, you know, I, now when I come on stage, they go, you've seen this next guy in Dumois. Yes. Give it up exactly. for Jared Freed. That's is how a, you're going to be introduced. Yeah, that is, I'm done with Fallon. It's over. Uh I mean, in some in some circles, this is a bigger you know platform. Well, it shows you how kind of like siloed the internet is. Like to yeah. some people, you're right. This is like the biggest thing. That, the biggest thing I got you could messages ever be from people yeah. that were like that had never messaged me before in my life. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's like it's almost like uh, Fallon is almost like the newspaper. It's like the you know what I mean. Like it, yeah, the more selective. Tougher to technically get into, but actually, like everyone's reading everything online, which is the Dumois yes, situation. Yes. <laughs> so, double made it. Double made it. Yeah. Um, but most of all, this podcast has made it. And we want you guys to keep sharing with people, keep telling friends, keep rate, review, subscribe. But rate, review, subscribe is a metaphor. Because you can it's do a mantra. that. It's a mantra. It's a metaphor. It's a life cycle. It, it really. If there's something on today's episode that speaks to you because you talked to a friend about it this week, send them the link. Yeah. Send it to the group chat. Get people involved. Um, what else is going on here at Betches? Anything else? Well, you know, we've got our You Up crew neck sweatshirt. I saw you had received yours and you were wearing it on, on Story. Looks, I love it. Just, we, 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 we both thought the other one would be wearing it today, so neither <laughs> of us have worn it for this recording. But it's a great it, sweatshirt. It's going to happen one day yes. where we both walk in at it. Yeah. Which, fine. Twinsies. Right. Love it. You know. What shows do you have coming up? I know you're going to St. Louis soon, right? St. Louis for New Year's. So I want everyone to be a part of the New Year's celebration. Always weird New Year's Eve when you do stand-up, you have to, like, ring in the New Year's. I always feel a little embarrassed where you're like, <laughs> like, that, like I'm on stage like, three, two, right. and then, like, someone's in the crowd like, who's this guy? Like, Any sort of moment of earnestness always feels like weird yeah like we have to ignore like it's kind of just the same as it was two minutes ago but it's a new year you know it's like (laughs) it's a little it's almost like the opposite of comedy it's like is to lean into it and not make fun of it totally like i would yeah yeah, i I would like to like mess up the three two one right rather than actually do it right yeah or do it 10 minutes late yeah something (laughs) so i got st louis missouri for new year's fort lauderdale i'm gonna be coming to Southern Florida, one night only. Okay, Ooh, so this is a huge deal. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my dad is. I need people to go to that show because my dad's already been like, we have a hundred people coming from the community, and oh, I'm wow. like, oh my god, I need to dilute those people. I need like no, a, those people like are gonna a, be big fans. They're gonna be complaining. They're gonna be judgy. I need the fun. You up listeners, okay. you know, so Fort Lauderdale and listen, if you're like, I'm in West Palm, can you perform in my living room? No, I'm not coming to your living room. This is South Florida. This is the show. Uh, come on out. Uh, that is on January 8th. And then Cincinnati, West Nyack, Philadelphia, Sacramento, Hartford, F- San Francisco, Pittsburgh. Uh, that's it. That's what's going on. Jaredfree.com. 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 How has married life been? <laughs> what is, what's is are we? Married life is um, has been really good. It's it's funny. I mean, it's exactly also exactly the same, mm. but it's it's interesting. I actually wanted to to run this theory by you. Okay, is like I feel like when men commit, they like commit. Mm. Like it almost changes their whole mindset around 
everything. I mean, I'm not explaining this well. Basically, I feel like in the beginning of our relationship, it was like me kind of like pushing into the next step, into the yeah. next step. Like we're going to, and you know, are you seeing anyone else? And like, we're, this is what we are. And then we're moving in together. Like those mm-hmm. are all like moved forward by me. Not that he wasn't into them, but they were all like definitely like I was, you were, I was executing. You were more, um, I, I don't want to say incentivized, but you were just, it was on your mind more than maybe it was his. Right, for yeah. sure. Um, and then I kind of feel like a little bit since we got engaged and then like a lot of it, after married, ma- like getting married, is just this feeling of him being like gung ho, like this is like us. Let's We're do like it. a unit. Like I'm like, and it, in a way that just seemed almost like uncharacteristic unchar- from like the beginning part of our relationship, which made me wonder like, do men have like a sense of like a little bit of a fear of commitment? But then once they do it and they like actually do decide, are they like, okay, now I'm like at 100? I, I think there's something to that. Like, I think, like, once you know this, like, I'm going to be rambly a little bit, but I I would think that, like, you know, for me, I think, like, men are, um, like, video game players. Okay. Like, we like to accomplish the level. And once you're, like, in the video game, like, okay, let's get, let's start beating some levels. You know, like, I, I, but I think it takes a lot to get a guy to, like, be not distracted. Yeah. And I think... That's kind of like, I guess, the vibe that I'm feeling. Like, he's like, I mean, obviously, like, I knew he was like, like we were getting married we're, yeah. and we're married now. But I do think there's a sense of, like, all of that, like, I guess, like, being unsureness seems to be gone completely from him. Whereas, like, and maybe it was more gradual for him. Whereas, like, I, maybe because, again, I was the one executing, was more like that in the beginning. And what? now I'm kind of like chilling. I <laughs> now, now you're just like let's hang here for a second, right? Yeah. I I I actually, you know, as you're saying this, I'm like, I, you know, it's just, it's the distractions of it all. Like I, mm-hmm. it's like when someone says like, oh, it just became easy when they ended up with the right person, right? You know, and now now that that stuffs, you know, that when the when it's the right person, they're on the same page as you. You never have to question anything. You never have to wonder, are right. they going to be doing, you know. But it wasn't like that the whole time. Not the whole time. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's interesting. But I do wonder, again, it's kind of like, because like, it's almost like the time for that is now over and he's fully bought in. So it's almost like, do you know what I mean? He's fully bought in. So now he is like fully bought in. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. I don't sense. know if we're, we're making any sense at all, but. Well, I think there's also like the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I like I see all my friends with kids and I'm like, they seem to be doing OK. Mm-hmm. But then when I think of hypothetical kids, I'm like, I don't get the money. I don't have the time. How right. would I ever do that? But then they all seem to be fine. But then like, once none of my, you do it, right. once you do it, you're right. like, oh, OK, this right. is fine. Like, it's like, you know, I, I just came from doing a show where I had to wear a tux. And until I put the tux on, I'm sitting there being like, it's not going to fit. I'm getting anxious. It's not going to fit. Oh, my God. And then finally I get the tux on. I'm like, oh, it fits. Right. And then I go, oh, okay. Like now it's all alleviated. I, I, I don't know if that's a male thing. It might be. I think there might be something to that. I just feel like you just got to keep pushing them. And then once they're there, they'll love it. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that. You're going to love it. You're going to get married. You're going to get married. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, I mean, you used to talk d- about that with the moving in thing. Totally. too. It's kind of like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then like, you know, 
you kind of do know what's best for them. Well, that, that is, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, just move in, whatever. It, it, it yeah. is interesting. Look at you now, so happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, women seem to be so sure, even before they do it, they're sure they want a relationship. Right. Well, it's kind of like, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like it distorts the incentives almost in a sense because it seems like you should be wanting to get married faster or you should be wanting to move things along faster that it almost like you almost don't think about it as much as like a man does. And it's almost more romantic in that way where like I feel like a guy is actually he's not just trying to move to the next step. And like so when he does finally commit Mm. or when he does actually take that step, it almost means more than it did like to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's put I mean, more so much thought into it and so much like uh, right you well know, he had to be there, really sure there yeah. was actual fear there totally and i mean even with like moving in i mean he, i remember when we moved in he didn't want to get a two-year lease mm. which was like i was pretty insulted about in the uh in the moment but he was like you know we'd never lived together before i you know i'm not he was very much like it's taking, thoughtful he was taking his time but I trapped him, so now it's <laughs> it's worked out, and it's well. But it just got me thinking: is that like a male thing, where it's kind of like because I don't think if they're hesitant or they have a set like it doesn't mean like it'll be like that forever. Because I do feel like he had some of that in the beginning. It also has to do with fears, I think. Like I think a, a you know this is very blanketed statement, but like a lot of women's fears are to be alone, right? The cat woman, the cliche yes. cat woman. Pigeon woman. The pigeon, pigeon, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the classic pigeon. In Central Park, yes. The Central Park pigeon woman. That, that's a fear of woman. The, ma- the male fear is to be divorced and poor due to a divorce. Right. Like, to yeah. be that, like, schlubby dude in Naples, Florida. You know, like, w- w- I've talked about it here before. Like, yeah, you're that's just, your like, biggest fear. That's our biggest fear. So, like, women pull in, even with bad dudes, because yeah. it's just, like, at least it's a dude. And then men push away because... Even with good women, because it's like, uh, what if it's not right? Right. And then I guess that that really makes sense, because then why he would be all in once he's all in? Because once you're in, then you're either the divorced guy or the happily married guy, and he'd prefer to be the happily married guy. You might as well work on it. Yeah. (laughs) You might as well make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I did this event last night, and it was all older men who are married, and it's the worst mascot for marriage is older married man i gotta say it it, is because you only how old you never hear whatever dad's age i don't know you just never hear from some guy that's like yeah i love marriage (laughs) but like do guys talk about positive like anything i don't know i mean do guys are guys like i love my kids like i'm obsessed with my kids like i don't think like they say that either but they probably feel that i don't know if i maybe because i'm not around like i'm not having kids so i don't know i, right. I don't know what that honest conversation feels like you. yeah right you'd be like okay i yeah. can't i don't know what i'm gonna add to this conversation yeah good for you and your right. fucking kids i don't get it yeah. <laughs> you know like but i had one guy last night he's like you like i'm sitting with this table of people i've never met before and like i don't it's very awkward so like I'm at this like round table at this like men's club right. and I'm about to do stand up for them. If anyone saw my stories last week, I, I went into Pennsylvania to do the stand up show for a men's club. And one of the guys like, so what's your deal? You married kids, single girlfriend. And I go, I'm just single. I'm in New York. And he goes, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, dude, you're doing it right, man. You're doing it right. And I'm like, Cool. A like, lot I don't of guys, know what I to feel say like, to that. I mean, I think a lot of guys probably see you especially, mm. you know, as like a single comedian, like who's like out every, like, mm-hmm. 
I think there's a vision of you, and it's kind of like when you're when you're like great aunt thinks like every New Yorker lives like you're from Sex in the City. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, glamorous yeah. parties and the shoes and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like it's not like really Every night's a, f- like a flapper. Yeah. A flapper's night, yeah. Right. And I have my hair perfectly like done for brunch. Like that's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, how I'm it, like, oh, yeah. how's the city life? Like, um, I feel like guys kind of have that. You probably are like the poster child for like doing whatever you want all the time and like breaking hearts. And yeah, Sleeping right. with everyone. <laughs> Don't. Like, Every night is a different no, and they'd be wrong. But also, I I do think that yeah, they they want to talk to me about. I guess everyone wants to know what they. I guess my I, everyone wants to know what they don't have, right? And I'm like, and my and it's version a more glamorous of, version in their heads than it probably is. Totally, and I'm like, and to me, I'm like, my conversation with them isn't as like interesting because I'm like, what's a sunroom like? You know, like I you know, like so it's yeah, I guess that's it. But it it is. Um, you know, you fear. I don't want to ever be that guy that's like, don't be single as don't long as you can. <laughs> Billy like, Madison, yeah, you know, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, of married life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think those people probably also stick out in your head more, and the people who are happy are just probably not or like quiet about it. Yeah, they're just laughing at the guy saying that. Right. You know, they're not even in the conversation. Yeah, I don't think that's most men. I, assume, I don't think it's most. Yeah. It's the loudest one. Right. Well, I mean, it would be. Yeah. It's and. Like, <laughs> I guess, well, I guess, yeah, I, I... You know what scares me about marriage? What's that? Um, you'll occasionally see this in a... You go out to a restaurant and you'll see like an old couple. Mm. And first you're like, oh, it's cute. There's an old couple and they're out. And then <laughs> you see that they are like are not saying one word to each other the entire meal. They're yeah. Just like sitting. Like it's almost like you have, they have nothing left to say to each other because they've been married so long that like what could they possibly even say? Of course. Um, And that to me is the biggest fear. Just like... Just like being like in sixty years, like still being with the person and kind of like literally having absolutely nothing to say to them. I and some people say that that's the best part about being married. Like some some people <laughs> are like they look at a date like ping ponging conversation off each other and they're like, oh, look at how stressful. much look how stressful. But I I'm with you where I'd rather the medium, right? Like I want something to fucking say. Yeah, well, I you think know? that's like, why people, you know, when their kids sometimes when their kids leave, they they get divorced because they're yeah. kind of like, that was what we were talking about for the past 20 years. And now <laughs> they look across the table. It's like, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. I think that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that it. that's almost like the, that's, and that's a, probably worse than like, you know, that's, you talk about a breakup that's not over anything. Cause you can't demonize the person. It's like, what if that's your situation and you have nothing to say to the person and like, but it's like comfy and you're just there. That's like really the scary floating part. till the end of, till the grave. Yeah. This is a very existential uh, episode really got into of it. the UUP podcast. I gotta say, and and no, I, I, it's it's all these fears and all these things play into the dating game. Yes, like they all play all into like well to bring it all back. Like yeah. the, like these are things on the idea that, and I think a lot of women that write into us don't think guys think about this at all. I, I wouldn't think they do. They do? They absolutely. That's a part of every decision. That's the reason they're not moving forward. They don't want to go down the road and be, you know, button up the shirt the wrong way. Right. You know, that's part of it. You're hearing from the guy across the table, don't ever go back to being married is the worst. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. You know? But you also, I feel like you and many, most men do want to get married. Absolutely. I think so. So it's like that kind of thing where... 
I think of it almost probably like the way I think of having kids where I'm like, I definitely do want to do this, but like, it's a little like, it seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, it does. Do you know what I mean? Like I could sort of see how, and I don't, I didn't think about marriage like that at all, but now, you know, I have a lot of friends who have kids and I'm like seeing that and it's like, and a lot of them are kind of like, you're like, how was your weekend? And they're like, like don't they're doing I'm the like, same okay. thing they're doing yeah. the same thing that the married guy was doing about marriage yeah yeah and that's, that's like you know but i'm still but it's funny that that i guess makes me fully relate to what you're saying because i'm still like yeah i definitely want to do that but like could you like act like it's a little better yeah. like <laughs> can you enjoy your life a little bit yeah. so that i might be able to enjoy my life yeah you guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows all right let's get into an email jordana what are we talking about today today we're talking about breaking up with someone that you've never even met i love this topic (laughs) i love this topic because it is a real thing yeah it is a real thing, especially now. Especially yeah. now, um, I have a I have an actual like big opinion on this subject because I think this is like this is actually the most twenty twenty one thing in the world. Yeah, is like having a relationship with someone you've met once or barely met that is way ahead of where you actually are. Right, and I think we hold against ourselves the rules of the past. Like we we are all like held to the standard that like our parents were the ones like bringing the flowers to the front door and we are together and she, I pinned her and yes. all that We're stuff. Going and then, steady as the previous emailer. Had ex- exactly. Going steady. So it's like this whole idea that like, I don't deserve to break up with someone because we're not, you know, right. We're not those high school sweethearts, but there's so many variations of relationships now and like levels that like, we're all kind of left like with this uneasiness, like these like open tabs, like we do with the web, you know, mm-hmm. with the web browser for, you know, that we should be closing. And I also, th- right. I also think that like some people, I don't think there's like, not everyone wants to be broken up with. Mm. Like some people, like I think they're, and that's sometimes a fear of, of breaking up with someone that you're not even in a, like if you've never even met where it's like, so maybe this person would just prefer if I didn't answer them. Like, do they want, do they want me to call them? Do they prefer me? Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's this, not everyone wants to be broken up with in the same way either. So you kind of like have to just like assume one that someone gives a shit enough to even like break up with them. The, 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 yeah. If uh, the, the difference between ghosted and fizzled and dumping. Right. You know, 
Like, what do you even, what, what is this to you? What is the answer to this thing that I'm in? Right. Well, it's kind of like if you didn't get a job, would you rather someone, let's say you interviewed for a job mm. and you didn't get it. Would you rather just never hear from them again? Or would you rather them like call you to like talk about the fact that you didn't get the position? It depends how far along in the process I am. Right. You well, know, if I was on a third interview. And then you just never heard from them, it would be like kind of insulting. A little bit yeah. weird. Yeah. But if it was a first interview, I'd go, I guess I didn't get the call back. Right. I'm still out there looking anyways. Yeah. I haven't really. <laughs> I didn't really want to date you, want to want to <laughs> take this job anyway. Right. Let's read the email. Yeah. All right. J&J, love the pod, been a listener since the beginning and shared it with the group chat. TLDR, how do you break up with someone you've never hung out with? Here's the full story. I was in my hometown for the holidays last year and was bored one night, so I went on the apps. I matched, I feel like every story about breaking up with someone you never met starts that way. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I matched with a guy from high school who I hadn't talked to when we were in school. We started talking on the app, which turned into texting, but we never met up while I was home. We continued talking after I left and I made it clear I wasn't looking for anything, especially with someone who lived 3,000 miles away. He was nice, so I didn't mind continuing texting, but I avoided his attempt for phone calls and FaceTimes with the fear of him mistaking it for meaning anything more than a friendship. Over the next few months, he continued to text all day, every day. From good morning texts to I'm so happy I met you and feel so close to you, even, even though we haven't hung out texts. I knew I had to end things because it seemed like he was more interested than I was. And honestly, I'm too busy to be texting someone constantly throughout the day. But how do you end things with someone you're not dating and haven't even hung out with? Hey, don't text me anymore. sounds unnecessarily (laughs) harsh. I feel like I've I've tried everything. I've tried talking. uh, I've tried taking a long time to answer between messages, thinking he might get the hint. I've ignored messages and tried only answering every couple of days. Thinking I was being too passive, I tried to be more straightforward. And I brought up the fact that I wasn't looking for anything again. And he agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Who's looking for anything these days? Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking to text you until I die. <laughs> I feel bad ghosting someone, especially because he's been so nice, but he doesn't seem to get the hint. So eventually I just stopped answering. It's been almost a year since the original match. And he'll still text me a good morning text about once a month, even though I haven't answered in months. Help. What should I say next time I get a text to finally end things? Thanks for your advice. Sincerely, I don't have a clever name, but I'm looking forward to hearing what Maddie comes up with. <laughs> Maddie only comes the, up with names for the awkward sex segment right. listener. The names uh-huh. are. Yes. <laughs> um, this is interesting. I, I, I think like the first thing I think of is like you're dealing with someone. Um, you should let people know about this. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is like not the fun. Oh, you think like this person could be scary? It's a bit scary every month to get a good morning text from someone you haven't texted him. Good morning. (laughs) It's a little scary. Wait. Well, I mean, the fact that he's still sending... Anyone who continues to text you after you've stopped answering, to me, is like a very... It's reinforcing the fact that you shouldn't answer. And it Mm. also, to me, it just just shows that the person's like kind of crazy. They've formed a relationship that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, they're... That's what I'm saying. It's almost not... It has nothing to do with you. No, 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 Because they're... If if someone keeps texting into the the abyss, they're texting (laughs) for themselves. They're not texting you. Sure. And that's why you shouldn't feel as bad, right? Yeah. Like, and... But the scary part is that it's it's their hometown. Right. So they, you know, they share a part, you know, where they live a little bit and... You know, that they say they're 3,000 miles away, but, you know, you come home, you know, you're going to get a good morning text over Christmas, you know, right. like. Well, is that person, that's what I'm saying, the guy who's sending the good morning text, even though the person's not answering, are they just like kind of like, are they texting that to everyone and then seeing if they get a bite? 
And then, I mean, it sounds like something you would do more late at night than during the day. But I'm kind of like, this can't be the only person he's like texting this to. I, I, I agree with you. It can't be the only one. I, I think they seem lonely, you know, like I, and that's like the saddest thing in the right. world. But, but it's almost like that, but I wouldn't feel bad for on her end for like not, for one, not answering or not saying anything because again, I don't think it's like this person's so attached to you because if they were, they'd be like, why aren't you answering? Yeah. Well, a year yeah. ago, right? <laughs> good morning. Yeah. Hey, did you get the good morning text? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, um, would you end it with them? You think just like, do you just block That's and just dis- like block? You can block. You can block and then just not hear from them again, even though they think they're texting you. And I think that's, that's probably, I guess the easiest solution. Mm-hmm. And then they probably won't even know if you're not answering anyway, then it just, then it just makes it so you don't have to think about it. Like what else? I don't think it's, does this person want to be broken up with? I don't even think so. Cause they're not asking. No. They, and they're not, yeah, they're not asking. That's, that's the most important. Yeah. They're not going, Hey, um, I've been reaching out and you haven't answered. What's wrong? Right. You well, know, that's why that. I kind of feel like even when we talk about like the first date, the third date, whatever, the, you don't like, like kind of similarly to the interview. Like if the person's not, if, if I went on a first date and the person didn't ask me out again, I would feel no need to break up with them. No. But if they, if they were asking me something about why, either why I wasn't answering them or asking me on another date, then that would be my opening to end it. But this person isn't really giving her an, an opening to end it. No, not at all. I, and that's what makes it so much weirder. That's why, that's why it goes scary for me. Like, I think it's just like desperate. It's, I've gotten like, I, you know what I mean? I'll get, I've, I, in, in the past, I feel like I've gotten a text from a guy every three months just to see if you might be like down if they <laughs> caught you in that right moment. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. even if you don't answer though, I've seen this before. I think it's kind of just like them almost, it's almost like they like don't remember that they like texted you and you didn't answer last time or they don't care enough to even like really like think well, about it. Like to me, this is just a person who's like kind of desperate for anyone to speak to them. This is, well, this is kind of the scary part about the apps. You have agreed that you think they're attractive. Right. And to a guy and I think to a lot of guys and, you know, to the guys who don't get it, you know, like blank, blanket statement, guys who don't get it, all they get is that you have said you are attracted to me once. So now this text might unearth you for when you're ready. Right. And I think maybe what those men don't realize is that, like, that you might have had an initial attraction to someone for a moment, but that you can quickly, that can, a, a female attraction, I feel like, can switch much quicker almost than like a male, the male attraction. I totally, I, I totally agree. <laughs> um, this is a guy looking at things through the attraction of how men are attracted. Right. Which is yeah. not how it works for us. Like you could look hot and then open your mouth and then you could be immediately like, you could be immediately moved to a different bucket yeah. of attractiveness level. But I feel like for men, you almost would have to like do something completely insane for them to be like, and I'm not, I, not into that at all. And even then they think it's kinky, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it just, it is. Yeah. It, this is totally one of those. Cause now the more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, this guy thinks, yeah, it didn't, you know, good morning this month might be different for you. Right. You know, well, that's or, just not how we work at all. No. Yeah. And, and if it went the other way, like if the, you know, if the woman was like, good morning, you'd be like, Oh, she was hot. Right, <laughs> you know, like I, I, that's kind of how I would take it. You know, 
I had um, a recent scenario where there's a woman that we'd been, we go like way back, like way before, I think we matched on a dating app before I was in my most recent relationship. Okay, so a few years ago. A few years ago, and I think she might have matched with my brother or something. Okay. It was this weird scenario where she had hung out with my brother, but then I matched with her. It was when my brother weird? and I were living together. It okay. was a little, it's it's hazy what the history did she go was. Out, did she go out with either of you? No. I don't, okay. I think she met him at a party and then matched with me on an app. And then recently, she matched, she messaged me over Instagram. Didn't follow me. That's the worst. Not a fan of that. I just don't buy it. I don't, I can't trust it. Right. Well, it's like I'm. I. It's almost to me the met the DM without the follow is very much like I. Those people are also usually pretty rude. Um, it's a good point because okay. I went back through our conversation and we had this like previous conversation and it was always a little flirty, but always like she like wouldn't ad- like admit to knowing that I did comedy. Like it was like this like weird. Even though she DM'd you, it, right. that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, and then we matched on an app. Like, so all this is happening, recently matched on an app, and then I get a message over DM, like, when are we going to go on that date from the, you know, from the app? Like, she's referencing our app match. Okay, this is recently. And this is recently. Okay. And then I go, I give my number, and I get a text, you know, we, and it, but then the texting is- So you were, is, like, down-ish. I'm feeling it out. Okay. As much as, as, as honest as I'll ever, you know, like, yeah. I'm being honest. I, I was, like, feeling it out. But I always got this vibe, I was like- I don't think she is acknowledging that like, and then I was like, hey, I got stuff going on at night and I, you know, I work at night. What do you do at night? Like, it was like this weird, like, and it's like, uh, I, I. The answer is in my story. You know every, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't watch. Yeah. Like, right. I don't know. It was just this thing. And then I'm sitting there being like, I, I don't want to, we're already at a negative. It okay. ain't happening. Right. We, we've this is now years in the making. We've done half a decade. If it was going to happen. Shit. It would have happened. It right. would have yeah. happened. But then they're texting me. So when are we doing? Like she's still. She texts me. When are we going to do that date? And what do you say? So I wrote. I had to break up. Okay. So right. Well, in that's this scenario. When you, that's and, when you should break up. I think because you're being prompted. But like, if she had just if that if if she had just been messaging you and then the conversation ended, you wouldn't have to like go into that DM and be like, oh, and by the way, like I don't see this going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case like, you were thinking that it might. I, I yeah. I, I I mean I wrote this breakup to someone I've never met. I mean literally this scenario. Right. I, hey, I'm sorry to be so flaky with text. Like I wasn't even answering text and it's like, you know, hey, this place you know, she's being fun and flirty and I'm being like nothing. Right. And she's continue she's continuing to text you when you're not responding. Exactly. Okay. So like I and I and I am being I am part of it. That's the thing. The, the difference between this email and what I was going through is like I'm I'm like subtly a part of this. Like I'm like because you've answered here and there exactly. Okay. And then it was like so when's good? No answer. The, you know. The, and then she writes, the, you know, the pizza place books up fast because we were talking about a pizza place, whatever. And I and I wrote, hey, I'm sorry to be so flaky with text. I really appreciate you trying. And we've done this back and forth for a bit. I do think we would have a fun date, but I don't think the timing is right for me. Okay. How did she take that? Wish you the best. With a smiley face. Oh, totally good. nice. Okay. But there is a point where you, you know, this is why I'm like, this scenario is different than this, the one I'm talking about. But I think a lot of people get in these scenarios where you're texting with someone, you're a part of it, and you got to go, 
I don't, I don't, I'm not looking to break up with someone, but I need right. to end this because yeah. it's taking away from my time and your time. Yeah, and every time you get a message from that person, you're just like, Ugh, I have to like answer that. Do you know what I mean? No, it's like a, it's like, a, <laughs> yeah. it, like you think like it doesn't actually cost you anything to get those messages, especially if you're not responding, but it actually does feel like mentally a little uncomfortable for like, even if it's for half a second, every, you know, you get a text I from someone. mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're like, I should, because then you're like, oh, maybe I should answer that. Totally. Like, but like you don't, you don't because you just don't really want to. But, <laughs> and I'm a great texter. Yeah. And it's like, you know, your text, you know, you get back to people you don't feel obligated to. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So when the minute someone comes to obligation, you go, I got to get rid of this obligation. Right. Because it's like, it's taxing. It is. It is. And I don't think we give ourselves, like, you saying that, like, Someone listening, like, give yourself the credit. Yeah. You know, like, I think it, you have to is. acknowledge that, like, getting messages from someone constantly that you, that you, one, feel guilty about not answering, but also have no desire to speak to is, like, it's, and, and I mean, it doesn't, it's, this is the villain in the scenario because this is the person with the power, mm. but, like, it is, it is an annoying kind of, like, uncomfortable thing to keep getting messaged by someone that you have to come up with excuses or or texts that like to sort of like hold them off when it's like, it's better for them. If you tell them you're not interested. I love what you said. We're defending the villain because that's why yeah. this person's writing in. What do I say? I, they, they, I'm turning down love <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, fuck their love. You know, like, and it, because I, I do think that the, and even calling them the villain is wrong, but I understand, you know, like, the power well, right well you're the one they're the I, I think usually the villain in dating is the person with the power to and who cares less and who has more power to hurt the other person totally summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince now i have a lineup of timeless pieces i want that will keep me looking fresh year after year i'm wearing a quince sweater literally right now they make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well priced it's like honestly my dream store i also have an amazing down comforter from them they cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point quince has amazing items like premium european linen dresses blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. This one today is a journey. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? It's a long one, yeah. Hey, J&J, big fan of the pod. I'll get right into it with the funniest and wildest hookup story that has happened to me. During my freshman year of college, I met this guy who was a fifth year and quite the character, to say the least. All the fifth years are. Right? <laughs> I think... Is it like fifth year because he had to? Or like, like I was repeating a year? Or I don't it... think anyone... Volu- no, there's not a lot of Van Wilders out there. 
who were like, yeah, I've just been here for years. It's great. Yeah, yeah. fuck that 15K. <laughs> you know, like, or at a minimum. Right. Right? I don't know. I The, the fifth year's... I feel like it is a, it, it does, there is a correlation between, like, um, an interesting character and being the fifth year student. Totally agree. He was one of those guys that you and your friends only refer to with a nickname you made up for him and always have a good laugh when he's brought up. Can you imagine that's you? I know. That's like a fear. We all could, everyone, you know, there's four, all people, of, four us. of us in this room. We could all be that. We could all be in someone's phone is like something rude. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking douchebag or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, eyebrows. <laughs> Brow, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you got out of it. You got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, have a good laugh when he's brought up. We hooked up twice and talked intermittently throughout the year as he has always invited my friends and I to his house parties. However, he graduated at the end of the year. Well, good for him. Now, fast forward. I'm newly graduated from college but still live near campus as my job is in the city. A few weekends ago, there was a football game, and some of my fr college friends were staying with me for the weekend as we planned to tailgate and go to the game. We were at one of the popular game day bars when all of a sudden, my friend spots this guy across the room. We are all almost positive it is the, it is the above-mentioned guy, but it was hard to tell as it had been four years since any of us had seen him. And he's also aged, probably. Like, fifth-year people <laughs> seem to age... They should have a dating app for people who are right. fifth year students. The fifth years. <laughs> Naturally, we divide like they're like they're going hard. Yeah. You know. Naturally, we devise a plan to find out if it's him. Two of my friends go up to him and ask him his name. LOL. He asks them why they were wondering, and they say they remember meeting him through me. He then asks if I was at the bar. They say yes, and he asks them to bring him to me. <laughs> bring me to her. <laughs> I see him walking over with my friends and I'm shitting my pants as if I was surprised by this outcome, LOL. We chat and catch up for a while. It is brought up that I have an apartment in the area and then he mentions meeting up after the game later. After the game, my friends and I are at another bar and I get a text from him which leads to us deciding to go back to my place, see screenshots. Okay, I'll be him. Okay. Not waiting for any of these bars. What's your plan? In PTs, the line was very fast. Meet me here. We're getting Conrad's. Want anything? I want to see the crib. Classic fifth year. <laughs> yeah. Ha, uh, no, I'm good. Meet me outside of PT's and we can walk there together. I'm a five-minute walk. Be there in 10. Hope you like mac and cheese bites. Calls it Chez. Mac. Which is actually. <laughs> it's very fifth year. Pretty funny. Everything about him is a fifth year senior. <laughs> mac, mac and, and Chez. Chez bites. <laughs> like. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> Who doesn't want some mac and Chez bites? Yeah. For the record, he did not bring me any mac and cheese bites. Mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Hell, bro. <laughs> Got some mac and cheese bites for you. I feel like 50 years love corn nuggets, too. They love everything right? disgusting. <laughs> everything that's bad for your body. Anything that gives you a pot belly, 50 years love. Love it. Yeah. I tell my friends what I'm doing and leave the bar. We get to my apartment. He has the most chaotic energy as, as he starts ravaging through all of the tailgate food my friends and I had out. Then he sits down on the couch and suggests we have a drink. <laughs> making himself at home. Right? Yeah. I grab us some beers and sit down next to him. We were chatting for approximately five minutes when he gets a call. Here's what he said. Yo! Where are you guys at? No, don't leave. I'll send an address. 
and he hangs up. He then says to me, my friends are going to be here in 10 minutes to pick me up and bring me back home, which is about an hour and a half away. What do you want to do until then? (laughs) Oh, my God. What a fifth-year move. I got 10 minutes. I have this guy in my head, like, pictured... Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, oh, have, totally you have a visual have a guy. of him? I, I have such a guy. He's like a 90s PCU guy. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why. I'm just looking at, like, like central casting, fratty, college. Yeah, like a... Flannel with a t-shirt underneath guy. Totally. I, and she writes, I am flustered, one, by his bellowing greeting on the phone. <laughs> And two, the fact that he is already leaving and I'm kind of assuming hooking up is now out of the question. I go, I don't know what you can do in 10 minutes. Then he stands up, looks in my bedroom and says, I don't know. You got some cards for a game? What? That's very weird. We then started hooking up, LOL. (laughs) Oh, the cards line worked. This is like the guy whose entire personality is, is is a joke. You know what I mean? Like That's like his... I, I right? think his his entire personality is like college. Yeah, like yeah. a like a parody of a of a college frat guy. Yeah, is like the whole you know what I mean parody of himself. Yes, yeah. he's self paradise. Um, my apartment is very small, and the bedroom is right next to the living room where we initially were. We move to the bedroom and quickly undress, and I grab a condom. He, we continue making out, but I notice that he is not putting it on. So I ask him why. He says, "I want you to blow me first. It's very direct. I say, I don't know where you've been in the last four years. I'm not going to do that. Then he looks at me dead in the eyes and says, I have been celibate for two years. I laugh out uh, of shock and go, what? You're just break, just breaking that now, breaking that now for this? Oh my. Okay. <laughs> she should put herself in a higher. <laughs> this in 10 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Note. You think he he's also- lying? <laughs> What's that? You think he's lying? That's like a very weird... Maybe, he, I I don't know. I, I guess I would assume he's lying. Or I would assume that he wasn't oh, celibate like by joking. choice. Right, or maybe he's just joking so that she'll not use a condom. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Now I, I just thought of that, which kind of makes sense. Where she's like, I don't know where you've been for the past four years. And he's like, I haven't had sex with anyone. Oh. See, I... Hmm. Yeah, I thought he wasn't putting on the condom because he wanted a blowjob. No, I think he just didn't want to wear a condom. Ah, uh, okay. That's a, yeah, time to, time to go from this dude. Note, he also did this the last time we hooked up by saying, I was just STD checked. Oh, test last week. Oh, yeah, week, I swear, as his excuse. Yeah, I don't like that. Are we surprised the 50-year guy does not like to wear condoms? Is that not the most in-brand? <gasps> <laughs> this guy, talk about self-parody. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy, I don't blow him, and we started having sex. About six seconds in, his phone starts ringing in the living room. He throws me off of him. What a gentleman. And sprints out of the bedroom. All I see is a flash of his naked butt scrambling in my doorway into my living room, followed by yet another bellowing, you! Then I hear him say, I'll be right out. Don't leave me. Not to mention, I live on the first floor. It was nighttime. My window curtains were open, so anyone passing could fully see this naked dude fling his condom into my kitchen trash and scream into his phone. He runs back into the bedroom and says, my friends are here. Help me find my clothes. Oh, this guy's an animal. My room is a mess, and it's full of my friend's stuff who are staying with me. This is now verbatim the conversation that followed. We are running around the room searching uh, when he stops, and he says, did I hurt you? Now he's going to get sentimental. I stop and say, what? 
What did you say? He says, never mind. It's not big enough to hurt anyone. <laughs> oh, his penis? Yeah, that's oh, what he meant. I thought he meant entire. Oh, you meant like, this is so sweet. He wants to <laughs> find out if he, you know, ended, did I hurt ended you? things badly years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just his small penis. He says, never mind. It's not big enough to hurt anyone. How many people have you slept with? Oh, my God. I say, what? I don't know, like 15? How many people have you slept with? He says, oh, not bad. Like 17. Okay, I got to go. It was great seeing you. This guy. I have a feeling cocaine was involved in this Yeah, situation. he seems a little wired. He then hugs me and runs to rip open the front door. But it was locked because it was, he was moving with such momentum to open the door. He ends up slipping on the doormat and looked like a deer walking on a frozen pond. As he is in the midst of all this, he says, you locked the door? What are you going to do to me, you psychopath? This is like major American psycho energy. Right? Before I can answer or even react, he gets the door open, runs out, and one last time I'm graced by a final, you! I then leave the apartment, uh, run back to the bar to tell my friends what happened. From the time I left the bar to the time I returned, only 20 minutes had gone by. This much chaos in 20 minutes. I hope you guys get as good a laugh out of this as me and my friends did, and I can't wait to hear what you guys nicknamed the experience. This was a wild ride. What a ride. Yeah. So many things that were like not sure. You know, it's funny that like there were a lot of things that start like just like the thing with like, um, did I hurt you? They start (laughs) with like one thing and then they become a totally other thing. You think it could be normal and then you get the rest of the of the story. Yeah. This is the kind of person where you're like, I can't imagine them being in a like having a real conversation with someone or like being in a real relationship or like, you know what I mean? There are people from college that you go, they have a family now, (laughs) you know, like they, someone is married to them. Yes. Right. They live in a home and like go to bed at eight some nights. Right. Like there's a child who like depends on their, like their survival is dependent on like fifth year. Survival, not just survival. Like they're learning from them. Right. (laughs) It's crazy. It is. And like this there's this person. It's kind of makes you think like cuz your parents have been this person. Yeah, I mean <laughs> uh, they're not th- our parents aren't that far away. Yeah. You know, like totally. We're not far away from the fifth year douche. You know, but right. we are, you know, it's a fine it, line. There's a fine line. Like yeah. that's the thing when they when you go to college people are like I go for the experience. I want to go have fun. It's like you could have too much fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, like you need to uh, you need to know when it's over. That's a big part yeah. of anything, I think. Know when the party's over. Fun, right. You can have fun at anything, but you've also got to know when to stop talking about it. Yeah, when the which lights I've go learned, on. Right, which I've learned from my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten a response from people? No, I was so I was so much in fear of turning into that person that I pre- I feel like I pre- to preface every single thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, here it is. I'm sorry, here's all the pictures. I'm so- I know it's over. I know it's been many. I'm sorry. I, I want to still. Enough of me, but yes. one more post. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> what, what would you call this one? Uh, I'd call it the fifth year fuck. Fifth year fuck. Maddie came up with some. The yo bro. I like the yo bro. The flash fuck. Uh, the time warp. The time. Oh, the time warp. Oh. Time warp. Oh, I get it. The minute man. I called it the fifth year deer. Oh, like that? Because he was the deer on the ice. Um, That's funny. <laughs> the... Uh, the yo, the yo thing is just yo bro. The yo bro. Yeah, that's what 
I feel like my brothers used to refer to like any guy I was dating in my early 20s as a yo bro. Really? Yeah. Yo bro. Yo bro. Yo bro. <laughs> What's up tonight? Yo, dude. What up? Like you just any <laughs> intro. Red flag or deal breaker, would you ever hook up with this guy on another, let me give this scenario, another tailgate weekend? I feel like he's a tail. He's the guy for a tailgate weekend, right? I feel like I would hook up with this guy at a tailgate week. Like that's the only place I would. Yeah, right. I, I that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, he this lives guy, there. Yeah, he he's like it's like this guy like grew from the large campus ground. You know, yeah. Like it's he, like the definition of when in Rome. Like, yeah, this is Rome, <laughs> and this guy is. He calls it when in dome <laughs> when he's getting hit. <laughs> exactly right yeah yeah like i wouldn't i wouldn't take him to like a formal event but if no. i'm at a tailgate he seems perfect yeah this is good for a story after clearly and it's only 20 minutes of your night exactly. <laughs> so Just bring a condom nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout there's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ but a very close second Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C-Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. 
UUP with promo code UUP. Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Let's do another email. You ready? Yes. Let's do it. Hi, guys. Love you both. Skipping the sappy stuff because this is long, but just know, love you both. (laughs) (laughs) Love ya. Now I have a visual for this person in my head. Right? Yeah. My boyfriend and I have been dating for four years, long distance. We started dating when I was a junior in college and he was two years older than me. I was in Ohio finishing school and he was in Philly. We were friends all throughout college and then we started talking the summer after he graduated. After I graduated college in June 2019, I moved to Chicago. We had been dating for two-ish years at this point, and I really wanted him to come. But he loves where he lives, Philly, so much that I couldn't convince him. All his friends and fam are there. Fast forward March 2020, I quarantined in Philly with him for two months, and it was great. In April 2020, I got a new job in NYC. August 2020, I moved to right outside the city in New Jersey. I think I'm reading a resume. Um... I am moving right outside the city to New Jersey. And that's why I'd be a great social media person for betches. It's on email ends. (laughs) One, because I didn't want to get stuck in the city if another quarantine hit. And two, because my boyfriend hates NYC more than anything in the world. And I thought if I chose a more suburban part, I could get him to live there. Or live here, rather. It was good at first because, woohoo, we were both on the East Coast and just an hour and a half drive away, the closest we've ever been. Around this time last year, I was always sending him jobs closer to me to try to get him to move in with me, and he wouldn't apply. I was, I was telling him, okay, my job is in NYC, but I'm willing to stay in the burbs, lol, if it means you'll move in with me. Otherwise, I'm going to move into the city to be closer to work. He tells me to go for it. Uh. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Called your bluff. Yeah. I, don't, I hate when that, I, I do those fake scenarios all the time and then they pick the wrong answer. <laughs> um, so I moved to the city in August, 2021. Now here we are. Fast forward a month ago, to a month ago and he says, okay, I'm ready to live with you, but I hate NYC. I hate NYC because it's small, gross, expensive. I don't have my friends or family there. Just hate everything about it. But let's move back to Chicago. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I say this is a, this guy's in positive energy. I say this is a problem because my job isn't in Chicago and I just got to NYC. Ha ha. I tell him about a month ago that this is an issue and has been for me for a while. I really wanted to live with him two years ago when I was super excited. But now after four years of doing this, I'm kind of exhausted and annoyed that he wants to do it. Finally, that it's convenient for him. I tell him this and we get in an extremely sad conversation slash fight about how this has been so impossible for us. What do I do? Now he's like, I'll do anything for you, even if it means I'll hate my life in NYC, but I'll do it for you. But now it feels forced and unexciting. Sorry this was so long. Don't really have a question. Just would like to know your immediate thoughts till distance slash death do us part. (laughs) I think she can hear in our, like, our gasps, our thoughts. Yeah, this doesn't really seem like it's going to work. Well, it's it's not going to work. Yeah. The, let me, I'll even go back to the part of the email she doesn't even think it's about. Which part? Like, I don't think she wrote in thinking that I'd be like, 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 let me tell you, this has always been convenient for him. The relationship. You guys get in a relationship after he graduates at his most, like, weak and vulnerable time. It's like that post-graduation confusion. Right. And now he signs up for a girlfriend. Because you give him consistency. Right, yeah. It's convenience. Comfy. It's comfy. Yeah. You've always been comfy and you've made yourself uncomfy to to make make him comfy. Yes. She moves to the suburbs as a a young woman in New Jersey 
to try and entice him to move, and then he's like, Ooh, New York, oh, <laughs> gross. Everyone like, knows Philly is the greatest city on earth. Right? Yeah. Like, And it's like, listen, he's never done any – to me, none of this email, and I know we're getting one side, but like, at what point did he do anything – did he? You've compromised your life at so many turns right. to see if this could work out, and he's not done that at all. And then when he will compromise, he makes you feel bad for it. Right. Like, I'll move there if you really, really want. If I, like, you know, like, I'll just hate it the whole time and use it against you. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that, I agree with you, that's the bigger issue, is mm. that he seems to, like, I mean, I guess, what do you say to someone who's like, okay, I'm willing to do it, though? Like, I'm willing to be uncomfy. I, I know. It's like, it, it, because then it turns into like, but I want you to want to, right. you know, move here, you know, and that's hard to like tell someone, you know, I, I think it, I think taking these things and making it about the move is the mistake because then he goes, fine, I'll go. Right. And it's like the issue's still there. I mean, this is also like a very natural thing to happen after your, from your college boyfriend. Of like after you graduate to sort of like be in these different places and then realize that, you know, maybe you don't want to keep dating this person. And I think that it's comfy for both of them in that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 how is it comfy for both of them? I think she's also, this is a guy she dated in, in college, right? They were yeah. graduating college in 2019. So they've been dating since college. So she she, she left college right. and had consistency too. She consistency. She likes him enough. But like this is a big part of someone's personality trait that you might not have gotten to see from them in college when you're all, everything's very convenient and your parents are paying for everything and you don't have like, I think it's a, this is sort of a very natural evolution of like the two of you being in different places and potentially wanting different things. And you got to see how he compromises. Not well. Mm. Um, and I think this is not even like he's like a villain or like the worst guy. I think maybe he, you know, wants to do whatever he wants to do. This for is himself. what he is. Yeah. yeah. Or at least for now. I mean, it's okay to be a little selfish in your early 20s, but maybe he's not ready to be in a relationship. Listen, I would not like the idea of like looking for jobs in a new city. Like is kind of, you know, like when she's like, I keep sending him jobs to look for in New York. Like, um, What? <laughs> Like, I, I feel like, well, you know, like if I would think in Philly, he has connections and people he can reach out to and he's made some sort of networking. Right. You know, I like. Mean, yeah, she's trying. She's trying to make it work. That's she's what I'm saying, trying. Because yeah. I think because she's comfy. And I think the idea of dating in your own city is also kind of scary, too, especially if you're kind of like this works. I'm also also in that I think in that 21 to 25 range, like. A lot of things are changing. A lot of things are moving. If you have, if you're dating someone, it can feel very comforting to have someone, especially from an era of your life where everything was consistent. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why she's hesitant to sort of like see how things go without him. Yeah. But. Would you end it or keep it going? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think I would have ended it, but I also, I can see why she'd also want to hold on to it. But like I think she, sh I think it's the the like you said the bigger conversation is about his willingness to compromise and his and her just being very vocal about her resentment towards him because she is resentful. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, like you're you're well. This is kind of like what we talked about in the beginning. Like you're you know you're like come on get over here. It's gonna be right. great. 
And then he gets there. He goes, this is pretty good. Okay, sorry. I was such a pain. Or they don't even apologize. Right. You know? Or they don't even think about like the effort that you put into like trying. Like, they're like, yeah, let's. Okay, now I'm ready. And I'm ready to move to Chicago. Like, that's where we're moving. It's like, who are you to sit? Like, yeah, that's what I've I'm been saying. spending years. Yeah. And I can understand why someone, a guy who's like 23 years old, like what might think like that. I think that. He's not like the worst, most evil man, but he's mostly just kind of feeling about doing what he wants to do. So I think it's really a question of like, do you want to do what you want to do or do you want to do this relationship and like do it in a way where if you're going to, if you're going to move here, I want you to, I don't want to hear constantly that you're like resenting me and hate this place and like, that's not going to make me feel good. What's going to make me feel good is if you do decide to move here that like we're both excited and doing it and like going to commit to being fully in it. And this relationship is, it's not about New York City, it's about us in New York City. Right. Creating a life together. And it sounds like to me he's not ready for that. I, I, right. I mean, I, I can't, but yeah, but I mean, I would just start by telling him all your, everything you wrote to us in this email that like, how the past actions have affected your, you know, and kind of annoyed you and made you resent him. And then the way that he's acting about it now is making you feel, and then see, I think that'll lead you to a conversation that's a little bit more real about what, where you both see your lives going in the next five years. I think that's a good idea. You know, that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable. And yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Want to play some games? Let's do it. Let's play some games. We're going to do some red flag or deal breaker. And it's brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Red flag or deal breaker. They tell you High Noon isn't their favorite hard seltzer. That's clearly a deal breaker. It's the best one. Real vodka, real juice. It's the best. Flavors like pineapple, black cherry, watermelon, grapefruit, peach, lime, mango, passion fruit. They've got a high noon for every occasion. Try high noon the next time you're on a first date or just hang out with your friends. Let's play some games. You want me to do the first one? Sure. Hi, J&J. Red flag or deal breaker on a first date, they ask you your SAT score. Background, a few years ago I went on a date with a guy and he asked me what my SAT score was. We were both in our late 20s at the time and in good jobs, so overall it was, it was really weird and frankly kind of pretentious. <laughs> I said I couldn't remember. <laughs> because honestly I couldn't. Yeah, right. Uh, it had been over 10 years and also who cares? Apparently this guy does. It, it left a bad taste in my mouth because it felt like he was trying to size me up if I was smart enough for him or smarter than him. 
So it was a deal breaker for me. Curious your takes. Sincerely, SAT size up. Um, I think if this were asked in a very like real sincere way, mm-hmm. it would be like weird. If it was asked yes. as a joke and it came up in conversation, mm-hmm. like if it had come up naturally and someone asked me my SAT score, I wouldn't like freak out. Yeah. But if that was like one of their first questions for me, <laughs> I think that would be. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. It's all about the context of how the question comes up. I, I. Do you, uh, will you share? Your, and also the SAT scores. Remember there was that brief oh, period asking. where they, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay. Remember that brief period where they changed the scoring system? Yeah, yeah, And then it, it was came, like out of 2,100. And then it came back. Were you in that period too? No, oh, I, I, was, I was in the regular score. Oh, I was in the 2,100 score. Really? Yeah. So but, I have no idea what your score means versus my score. Well, we, okay. So basically, the 2,100 score is basically they just added in an extra section. So it's 1,400. Okay. Oh, it's, is it 1,600. 1,600. 1600. Oh, it's 20, it was 1,600, 2,400. Okay. Okay. And it was 2,400. And the last section, the last 800 points were for a, um, were for a writing section. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, we didn't have a writing section. Yes. Then you just had verbal and math. Yes. Yes. Do we want to share our scores? I'll share my score. I'm do we want to do it? I mean, I, mine's not okay, great. Let's, let's, we'll start with you then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 1220. Okay. Yeah. That's that's. Is good. that what I got? That's a great score. Is it an okay score? Oh, yeah. That's a good score. Did I get a 1220? Now I'm a little, now I'm wondering what I got. Should we ask your mom? Gonna, yeah, she <laughs> Who would a, know? It's on our fridge. I think I got a 1220 and I used to tell people it was like a 1240. For some reason that mattered to me. It sounded better? Yeah, to me it sounded better. Like it felt like it kept me in the game of smarties. I, I feel that. What if I said I had a 1600? I would be like, that's amazing. I, would, I, I assume not, I you got a better score than me. You went to Cornell. Oh, I did get a better score than yeah. you, but I, didn't, <laughs> I don't have a 1600. I'm not embarrassed of my score. No, I, your I score is good. I got a 1410. It's fine, everybody. Okay? I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 1410. 1410. 1410. That's a great score. That's as good. It's not like incredible. It's like but a that's good an Ivy League score. score. I got off the wait list at Cornell. It's a special thing. Don't tell anyone except for all the listeners. <laughs> Imagine you don't get off that wait list. The, the, the way, you know, sliding doors situation. Yeah, it might not be that's, at Betches. That's what I'm wanting, you know. Get off the wait list. Yeah, I'd be at um, Northwestern. Not a bad school. I was kind of like some at some points I was I really wanted to go there actually. Northwestern is a like there's a couple schools that I like think of like where I would like steer my kids towards. Mm-hmm. Stanford, Northwestern, totally. Like those are schools that I would be like you get everything here. Yeah, that and like USC I feel like also has that vibe of like good school spirit, like academic. Yeah. There's good. There's like some sports. I don't know about Stanford, but even this conversation, you start to realize how parents become monsters to their children by, <laughs> by, by steering like, putting them? their yeah. dreams yeah. on them. Where do I want to visit? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you should go UC Santa Barbara. Um, Seriously, though, you know where you shouldn't go? Syracuse. <laughs> no offense. No, no offense. offense to probably uh, a third of our audience. Uh, <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Well, send in that, your, you, I feel like the audience got a lot more into. Really, got a lot of information out of us there. 
I mean, well, that's the thing with this. The SAT scores does open up the conversations to get to know people. Like, we just proved... You feel a little vulnerable. Don't you feel vulnerable? <laughs> I like, know. I feel a little weird. I feel like someone's going to write to me like, no, I know your actual score. No, that's what I think I got. Like, I... It's probably... It sounds like it was in that range. That's a Penn State score, um, right? Yeah, that's definitely... Penn Shout State. out to my Penn State idiots. <laughs> <laughs> What do you uh, what do you think of this red flag deal breaker? Um, that's what I'm saying. It depends how it came up. I think if someone's like very against telling you their score, that's also something to note. Yeah, I kind of like this person right again. I love them for right again, but they sound a little bit negative. Yeah, like, like I I don't know. So like, don't pretend you can't remember. That's really like the weird part. But also, it is. I do agree. Like who cares? Like it's kind of like the kind of thing where like who cares? But almost like you care more by not saying it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, and also like, that's the other thing is like you, I said, I asked you because I knew you did better on the SAT. So I knew it was easier for me to ask you. Okay. Like, like I, like, cause I, I, you went to Cornell. So I'm assuming you didn't go there like with an 800. Yeah. If I had an 800, I wouldn't be going to Cornell. We wouldn't be at the Betches offices, maybe. (laughs) So, so, um, so, but I'm saying, you know, I think there's like a proper, I guess there's, a proper way to ask and make it fun. Right. Yeah, no, I think there's a way to do it in a fun way. I mean, if someone asked me in a way that I could, that it felt like they were like really judgmental, but it was like they were really trying to get at like yeah. how smart I was. I think that then maybe it would be a deal breaker. It really would entirely depend on like how it came up. Like if you met on the league, <laughs> right? When they only had back, Ivy League people. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. That would be a little pretentious, I think. Yeah, if, on, on a dating app, that would be very weird. Yeah. But, I mean, is this different than asking someone how much money they make? I think it's a little different because, like, if I was on a date with a woman who went to Harvard. Okay. I would honestly be, you know, I'd be a little bit curious. Like, how fucking smart are you? <laughs> like, like I know you're smarter than me. Well, that's funny. That's okay. It's like, uh, you know, what you, you ask them a multiplication thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go through the time stamps. Right, yeah, and then yeah. they'd probably be like, "Tell me a joke. How funny are you?" Yeah, I guess that's that would be annoying. <laughs> right, that's what <laughs> I'm know? saying. So, that's probably what they would. But the equivalent. I, I guess yeah. the reason I, I think it's different is because I would I'm like more impressed by it. Like if someone was like, uh, "Tell me where I don't know." I guess tell me a joke is the what is the meaning of this. Vocabulary word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's I don't know. I'm not turned off by it. It wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. Um yeah, I think depending on the context, it would be fine. Yeah. But if I was very insecure about my SAT score, maybe that would we wouldn't be the right match for me. Yeah, obviously <laughs> obviously not. Well, now that everyone knows ours. Yeah. Share yours with Share you a podcast. <laughs> no. Destigmatize the SAT score. I feel like it used to, it was a very secretive thing. I don't even think they still do they still do the SATs? I think they're like a You never took it? ACT? Huh. A, no, see this is where it got wild because some people take the ACT. I didn't even know they'd be like, Yeah, I got a seven. I was like, What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? You know, I don't know what that you know, is that good? What is it out of? I don't know. It was like out of like twenty, right? Yeah. 36 yeah. like what the fuck are we doing i guess technically i got a 2110 if you include the writing section for anyone uh, now we're bragging no i'm saying it's <laughs> like a, it's all they're all they're all like the same score yeah <laughs> anyway you can cut that out no no no. keep <laughs> that in and from now on everyone sign their emails with their there fun is, name and their sat let's, score let's take the stigma out of I sat agree. scores let's do it let's do another one okay
Hey, Jane and Jay. Love you guys. I've been listening since day one. After four years of dating on the apps in Chicago, I have been dating my first boyfriend of, of my adulthood. I'm 28 for about a year. If I can do it, any of my fellow listeners can too, LOL. Well, let's see what the quality of your relationship I mean, is. <laughs> also, don't read that to him. Uh, <laughs> if I can do it, you could do it. Right. If me, a completely unmarketable, um, pathetic loser can be in a relationship, you can too. Okay. It's going to be a new t-shirt. Right. Anyway, backstory. I'd been hooking up with a guy from the apps for a few weeks. It was late on a Saturday. We were making plans to hang out, and I invited him over to my place for the first time. When I go downstairs to let him in, I find him standing still at the front door, eyes wide. I say, are you okay? And he asks, how long have you lived here? About six months, she replies. He follows me up the stairs, dragging his feet, and eventually says, I may have known the person who lived in this apartment before you. I say, oh, Sarah Jones, which isn't her real name. He says, you know Sarah? <laughs> no, I just still get her Bed Bath & Beyond coupons in the mail. <laughs> okay. As he's walking around my apartment, getting the tour, he's, he's taking corners like the SWAT team searching a building until I said, hey, truly, I don't know Sarah. I promise she's not here. Um, and he relaxed some. What do you think? Was there like a setup? More awkwardness came, came in when he moved things to the bedroom and every so often before and after the hookup when there was a pause he would say things like she had her bed in that corner <laughs> she had her dresser over there <laughs> so red flag or deal breaker they live in your ex's apartment thanks for everything this is a good one it's a good one yeah. paranoid dude where is she where <laughs> this is how sarah had it yeah the bed was over there right. so funny. Also, like, he could have just pretended that he knew her like he didn't have to tell her that it was like his now he's like very much making it clear that that was his ex-girlfriend. But he could have just been like, oh, I like actually knew the person who lived. Yeah. And also, like, there's a moment to go, enough. Yeah. Like, to like, be well, like... it's over here. The dresser's over here now. Yeah. So, let's so just accept I it. have no relation to this person. Oh, she used to come over here. You know, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think that part would make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because... And it's all... It gets to the point of, like... Are you over this person? That's like, what's really, going yeah. on? I think that's the major, I agree, that's the major thing. Because it's like, they're not like, oh, that's funny, and then move on. Like, the yeah. fact that they're very concerned or, like, have a emotional reaction to it is probably the issue. Totally agree. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. Red flag or deal breaker? He refuses to do the five love language quiz with you to help understand each other's love language. For context, we have been dating for one and a half years, lived together, have been fighting a lot more lately. I suggested we read the five love language book. To, can you imagine you're fighting with someone? They're like, how about we read this book? I'd be like, no. I would probably suggest that. Oh. <laughs> I'd be like, now I got a homework assignment? <laughs> that's we're, what you get. Or you could just agree. We're not fucking and I'm reading. Or you could just agree and then we don't have to read the book. Yeah, that's fair. I'm right or we read the book. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good. Yeah. That's really how you get someone to go to therapy, too. You're like, I'm right, or, we're, or with this person, will, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I feel like most people, when they go to couples therapy, they're like, tell him why he's wrong. Yeah. Because they wouldn't agree before. This is how you get them to do it. <laughs> um, I suggest we read the Five la uh, Love Language book to understand what we need, each need out of a relationship. He agreed and said he would read it. I bought us each a separate <laughs> copy. I mean, that's a bad first start. She's buying the books. I read mine in a week. It has now been over a month and a half, and he has yet to make a dent in the book. I have even voiced how much it bothers me multiple times and even suggested that it made me question how seriously he took our relationship. What do you think? I'm so curious to see if you would ever do this. Read it? Yeah. I wouldn't. 
Even if someone was like, it mean it would mean a lot to me. See, I know I'm going to sound horrible right now because I, 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 I have. Well, you're a good person, Ed, because you're someone who is just like not. I'm not into, into that. This. I would rather yeah. have a conversation about us and you know the the idea that this book is going to like get us to a place. I, I don't know. I just well, don't replace, trust it. Replace book with couples therapy. That I'd be more for because that's like a podcast. <laughs> you know that's like I can listen I don't have to read anything, I, I, I'm a know. bad reader I, I think it's like well, some we just sort learned of, your verbal your SAT yeah. verbal score so it really is all good that's when yeah. your SAT score would be revealed that's like, right <laughs> I get tired when I read like I read a page and I fall asleep during the page like I can't do it and I think a couples therapy at least we're like jousting it out and talking about us as opposed to this like hypothetical label that might be us that's five boxes on a page well to me this is her bid on her part to make the other the guy understand her and where she's coming from Mm -hmm. right so maybe she doesn't feel like she can like articulate that well like she's like i'm having a tough time getting you to understand why xyz is important to me so like maybe but what i would suggest if you're with someone who's not a reader (laughs) like jared yeah i mean i yeah i would just and it is important to her. I would kind of just try to explain, like take the the, the crux of the book mm. and what you want to take from it and explain, bring that into your situation and explain it to them. But I do think like she's basically asking him to try and she's taking it as he's not trying. Yeah. I'm telling him like I'm trying to fix it and he's not trying. No, I know. And, and, and the book is the trying. Right, that's what you I'm know, well, yeah. it's like in, I think it's in Knocked Up where she's like, and you didn't even read the baby books. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, how did anyone ever have a baby without reading the baby books? Yeah, pe- yeah. <laughs> people have had babies without books. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, if, like, he's not, he's not even like offering another, op- in this email, there's no other option for how we work on it. I think right. that's the bigger issue. It's like, well, he said it's more annoying that he said he was going to read it and then didn't. That's the thing. If he was like, I know I'm not going to read this book. Like, I would be more right. upfront to be like, I know I'm not going to read this book. This isn't how I'm going to handle it. Like, we need to talk in a different way. Right. Or could you explain to me like the part in the book that is going to help you? Or if there's a section of the book mm. that you feel will help me, I, I don't know. I can sort of see why she wants him to do it because she's kind of like this will help you understand me better and mm-hmm. like the 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 fight. So I do think yeah, you're right. If he's not going to do it, the deal breaker would be if he didn't do it and then just never addressed it at all. But I think if he's coming back and saying like I re- this is really just not how I'm going to like process it. It's not going to work for me, but I'm willing to do XYZ or something else, to me that would be fine. That well then I'm wondering why is he in the relationship? What? Like he's- the relationship isn't going well. Yeah. Or I guess it is for him. Do you know what I mean? Like the the she says they're arguing a lot, a lot more later. lately, yeah. but if he's fine then that's why he doesn't want to fix it. Or that's he's saying, waiting but, until this ends. But I'm saying what that's what she's saying though. She's saying like they're fighting a lot and it's clearly because of like some something where like she's not getting what she wants because mm-hmm. the five languages book love languages book is about like how you're how you give and receive love. Mm-hmm. Right? So she's clearly not getting, maybe he is getting, he's fine, but she's yeah. clearly not getting something. So she's trying to explain that to him through a professional who's written a book about it instead so, of having to like articulate it herself. Hey, read this section. This is what I need. That might right. be a better 
Yeah, or right. But a then little, you're really doing the work. That's for what him, I'm saying. You, know? you want to like, just feel like someone's trying and they care and they want to make it work. So I think like you could bring that up. Yeah, I don't know. This would be the deal breaker for me. Would be like we got to read some books. I'd be like, okay, we obviously <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> you know, like, we got to read. Yeah, we're a year and a half in. We should be fucking never reading and watching Netflix and chilling. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think like a year and a half in is sort of like that time when you're like trying to figure out if this is like a long, it's going to be a long-term thing. Yeah. You know? I guess that's a mistake I've made in my past where you're like, there's too much dancing, not enough like, hey, what's going on under the hood here? Right. Well, I think like for six months, yeah, we need to read books. Like that's yeah. a little weird. But I think a year and a half is, is kind of, I think I've definitely made Mike read some, he didn't read the whole book, but I've had him take quizzes. I mean, I'm also like the host of this podcast, yeah. I'm a little like obsessed with that kind of thing, but I've had him take quizzes and do the things and like, you know, we've had, a, we, I think you can have a rough patch a year and a half in. I don't think oh, that's yeah. like super, super crazy. Um, so, but I, I agree. I think he should, he should be trying. Yeah. I'm with you. That's it for today's Red Flag or Deal Breaker. Brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. I am such a fan of High Noon, I have Same. to say. I, I love that it's real vodka, real juice, 100 calories, gluten-free, no sugar added. I love that it's just like a refreshing, nice drink. It's not something you're like struggling your way through. You're enjoying right. your, your experience. You're having a good time. Totally agree. It just makes me feel relaxed, just the idea of opening one. Love it. little fizz. You can find where to purchase High Noon by visiting highnoonspirits.com. And that's it for us. We will be back on Sunday with your Sunday special. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.